So some of you saw, I, I put a post on Instagram today and, and Facebook on social media that I've been thinking about this topic, um, pandemic and the undefended heart. Because some of you know that I've been thinking about undefended heart for the last few weeks. And, and many of you know that that's kind of a, a topic that I've been um, playing with or, or uh, investigating for many, many years now. Um, you know, lovely Lindsay um, transcribed so many of my Dharma talks about the undefended heart way back in the day. And I am truly grateful to you for that. So thank you still. It's a, what a beautiful, what a beautiful act of generosity that was. So thank you. So I've been, I've been holding this undefended heart lens for many, many, many years. And it occurred to me a few weeks ago or a week or so ago that, that, wow, if any time we needed to keep that in mind, it would be right now with everything that's going on. And how does that work? How do we show up uh, with an openness, with a vulnerability and, and show up wholeheartedly with all the stuff that's going on, with all the uh, uh, experiences we are all having in our lives? Um, and, you know, building walls, building armor, taking care of ourselves is a natural thing. It's it's genetic. It's 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 part of our evolutionary uh, system. The you know, the got to take care of ourselves to fight, flight or freeze, make sure we don't harm ourselves or make sure we're not harmed. And it's our, our personal conditioning, our 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 own experiences in growing up and the things we've had to deal with the pains we've had the hurts the traumas we've experienced um we've built walls um uh to keep ourselves safe and it makes sense um because they've served a purpose you know they served a purpose the walls we built at some point in our lives because of the 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 damage that was being done the the pain that was being inflicted um it made sense the only problem is or a problem is that sometimes those walls that we build a we don't know they're there b they become rigid and solidified and they don't actually serve they serve to to keep us separated from others rather than keeping us protected um, because we're protecting ourselves from things that aren't actually necessarily there anymore and we've developed behaviors and ways of being in the world that can be um, um, less beneficial. And we tend, when we build walls, armor, um, build that armor or, you know, create that, that solid space between us and, and them or you or whatever it is, we just stuff, we stuff shit down. Those are my notes. It says we stuff shit down. That's what it is. We just, poof, not going to deal, not going to deal, not going to deal. Um, and so it comes out in other ways. It comes out in different behaviors. So that's what happens when we armor ourselves. It's not that this stuff goes away. It's not a fix. We're not solving anything. We're like kicking the can down the road. We're, we're putting it somewhere else. But um, if you spend any time in practice, it's going to come back up. When you sit and calm your mind enough, um, that stuff comes up. So it it has to be dealt with at some point. It doesn't have to be. I mean, you can die without dealing with it, but I find it's much easier to move through life if you um, take this practice on. And many of you have actually done this work. 
a lot of you have done this work uh, because you I know you've been practicing for a while. You've been willing to sit in the fire, so to speak. That's a way to put it. It's like sit with those things that are a bit, that are uncomfortable that you may not have wanted to deal with. But here they come. Um, and and that is great. And what I have found that um, when we are faced with something that we've never faced before, and I would suggest that what we're going through is one of those things, that we slip into our old patterns. Those old habits just show up. Here they come. Even though we haven't practiced them, maybe they've been laying around dormant. It's kind of like autopilot. It gets really deep. We have this deep, deep reaction. Um, and and um, that's what happens. And so a lot of us, and I've seen a lot of people talking about this. I've heard a lot of people talking about this. That, And I have experienced it myself. These, these I'm... Um, I'm really, uh, I don't tend to get angry, but I, I find myself getting pissed off really easily. And there's, there's a limited number of things like the gun stores up the block just really piss me off. And I walk by them like, Arr. it's really just keep my head down <clears throat> so that, you know, I won't let my, my, my anger and judgment spill out all over them because I could, I, I find myself going, creating snarky comments to say to them. And it's like, wow, I haven't been that way in a really long time, but this, this stuff is really close to the surface. And, um, so it's interesting to see that and it's like that's not that's not where I want to be because that's not a comfortable space to have that energy and I'm I find myself like tensing up and the shoulders hunch and it's getting constricted. So what I, I that's what's that's what's happening and that's what I'm hearing happening. And I, I saw somebody, a friend of mine posted on um, Instagram the other day. She had a post from this place called trauma and company which i think is which is a it's an interesting name but they i guess they work with folks and um and and work with people who have experienced trauma in their lives and they they had a list because there's always a list and this is a list and it's called normal human responses to a global pandemic and um it was helpful. Uh, I didn't. I, I copied down a few of these, but what these are are ways we armor ourselves. And this reaction to a global pandemic can be a way to to put up those walls. And so it's really good to, um, like I was offering in the meditation, observe them, see them clearly. Because if we're not paying attention to them, they're just going to pull us around. We're just going to be driven by them. But if we pay attention and notice them without judgment and say, oh, look, this is what's happening, then we can, we can hold them differently. We can open towards them rather than saying, this sucks, and no, I'm not doing that. And so that's like a double down on, on delusion. And, and we don't want to do that. We can just acknowledge what's going on. So I just want to want to touch on a few of these and see if any of these land for you. Resurgence of addictive behavior, whatever that addictive behavior is. 
whether it's, you know, drinking or drugging or or shopping, because there's a lot of time to go on eBay these days or shop online. Um, any type of addictive behavior, binge watching TV shows, um, any kind of thing that just just like is like clinging to. Um, all right. Anybody have this one? Obsessive or intrusive thoughts, memories or fears? Bobbleheads? <laughs> yes, it's the hands. Yeah, that's that's a response. That's an absolutely natural human normal response to these global pandemic. So to see that that stuff showing up, um, and then this is very similar: generalized fear, panic, anxiety, and overwhelm. Yeah, a little bit of that going on. All right, shut down, freeze, hopelessness. You know, this is a normal reaction too. Again, this shutting down, this freezing. Feelings of abandonment or loneliness. There's a lot of people feeling really lonely right now because we are really, really lonely. I mean, we're we're in a room with 20-something people, a room, so to speak, but um, not really. <laughs> not really. Um, we're, we're not able to connect physically. Um, so there's that, those are normal feelings. Loss of control. We have no control. We're, we can feel really out of control. Um, feelings of anger, irritation, and frustration. I have, that shows up for me. I get just really annoyed. And, and as I was explaining, um, this is a way we can, we can, we can, um, um, armor ourselves from, experiencing our feelings or holding our feelings kindly caring for everyone else to our detriment you know being active volunteering because you can do a lot of volunteering stuff online i know i'm doing some um supporting some folks um helping some people who have been laid off with their unemployment applications um that's a way, oh, I got, I got to do this. I can't feel my own experience. And that's a, that's a real historical uh, 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 um, wall for me. We get compassion fatigue. If you're exhausted, lethargic, unmotivated, that's a hindrance, you know, that, that dullness, that torpor. Um, Hyper-focused on doing something to distract Cleaning your house, you know, cleaning the fridge one more time, doing all those things. That's, that's, A, we've got nothing to do, so that's something to do. But um, how, how uh, over the edge is that to keep you from just sitting? Um, so, you know, and, and our past traumas get triggered. So these are all ways that we armor ourselves. These are all ways that we react to something that we, have not experienced before that seems scary, that seems dangerous. Um, it's it's instinctual and natural. I think that's a really important thing to say because sometimes we can get so down on ourselves and we can judge ourselves for not getting things done, uh, for not, not taking care of our to-do list or struggling to take care of the things we think we need to do. I think this this practice of gentleness and kindness towards ourselves is incredibly important. Um, it's an, it's it's really uh, one of those things to keep foremost in mind, especially if we start going into the judging mode. And what I, as I said, it's it's normal and natural, so there's no room for judgment. 
it's there's you don't need to judge it's not necessary to judge because wh why wouldn't you feel these ways why wouldn't you I mean um, anybody been through a global pandemic before anybody even heard the phrase shelter in place before like a month ago social distancing I mean we have a whole new vocabulary you know now I'm watching people on social media going oh that's a really cute mask where did you get that and it's like everything is shifting everything is shifting okay I saw one today this is great this woman had ordered a mask and it's all, a whole bunch of um, drawings of penises and she says if somebody comes up to her and says you've got penises on your mask her response is you're too close so it's like I like that <laughs> anyway <laughs> um, but uh, that so that's a whole new world we're in you know and I've been talking about this the last few weeks what we think is normal changes you know normal is only a construct that we make up to make ourselves feel comfortable or it's habitual it's ways we move through the world but it's all it's all an illusion impermanence is real impermanence is change it's happening all the time and we are just in a big 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 in your face and so hiding from change is such a normal reaction it's 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 fear our fixed views about the way things should be are, are busted um, and and it's not our fault it's not our fault so um, this delusion this well I'm gonna go there but um, so how do we work with this how do we work with this and I've been talking about this every week um, I do them I do a meditation every morning and then I'm doing these two classes a week and it's really be with stay with come back come back to what's going on with you right now the way we dissolve the armor the way we turn towards is to practice staying with what's happening right now you know that the the, the meditation today relax relax because I know for me when I'm lost in overwhelm or if I'm lost in trying to figure stuff out or thinking about something or thinking about the gun stores or or anything else thinking about this administration I find I start running off and then I find my body tensing up and I get agitated and then if I have to stop oh relax and oftentimes that relaxation comes with a breath you know just relax and then observe what's happening oh I'm lost in this making up stories about those SOBs blah 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 come back come back allow the what's underneath that what's underneath that that fear be with the fear be with the anger whatever's underneath it allow it to be there because when we run off in those habitual patterns of thinking it's oftentimes trying to mitigate what we're experiencing right now and that's that's not the way out the way out is to turn towards you know hi what's here what is this what is this what's this thing going on right now hello lethargy nothing's getting done I'm just pushing stuff around <laughs> I'm just moving things from here to there but nothing nothing's happening it's like okay right now it's like this right now it's like this can I be with it can I turn towards it hello anger anger just hanging out right up you can't see hanging out right up here 
Hello, anger. Okay. Whatever emotions are showing up for you, how do you turn towards it? How do you hold them? That's what's really important. That's what this practice is about. That's what this sitting in the fire, this, this insight practice asks us to stay with what's here as best we can. We, we do it. We, it requires effort and it requires patience because we don't get this stuff overnight. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't come overnight. It takes effort, especially when we're every day, there's something new, there's something new. And so it's like this constant, um, triggering. We're constantly being triggered. I heard, uh, someone talking last week saying that this acute trauma has turned into a chronic trauma. So it's, it's a continuing, um, challenge. So we have to continually be mindful and continually pay attention not negating not saying oh I should be over this anger by now but saying oh here it is again here it is again it's okay hi make space because when we build armor to push it away we just intensify it if we say no I shouldn't be feeling this way I'm too spiritual damn it you all been practicing for a long time how come you're still having feelings because you're human because you're human. We're human beings. That's why. So to, to honor that. So it requires effort and it requires patience. You know, mindfulness, this practice of mindfulness opens the door to experiences that we've hidden for so long. You know, the deep emo and these deep emotions, it's worth, it's necessary to turn towards them because they drive us whether we're paying attention to them or not. They drive us whether we, are, we know it or not. They're really deep and they're this, this conditioning we've built push us in directions. Um, when we're fear-driven, we'll, when we're running on fear, we're going to do things that we wouldn't do if we were not afraid. Not, we may not necessarily be conscious of it. It's that low-level stuff. But we, when we turn towards and see, then we have, oh, look, there's fear there. Maybe I won't do that. Maybe I'll do this instead, because that seems like a fear-based response, but maybe I'll just sit instead of doing anything. We pause. We get that pause. Um, we see um, what the response is. We see what the in, in experience is, and it's unpleasant, and we want to do this, but instead we don't do that, because that's not the wise response. Um, when we're not paying attention, we're just doing it anyway. Pema Chodron says, protecting ourselves from suffering does not mean we're being kind to ourselves. Truth is, we become more fearful and alienated. When you think about that, armoring is protecting ourselves from suffering. We think we're being kind to ourselves. It's like, oh, that hurts. I don't want to feel it. But we're not. We're just exacerbating it. We're doubling down on it. Like I said, it's intensifying it. The more you push things away, it just intensifies it. And it's not going away. You're not fixing it. You're just pushing it somewhere else for it to come out in a maybe in an inappropriate time and a place. Anybody ever say some shit in their lives that you're just like, where the hell did that come from? Yeah. It's because like, oh, I haven't dealt with that stuff. That, where'd that come from? It has nothing to do with this. 
it has to do with that. Or you've seen people. I I still go back to this time a couple of years ago. I was in line at Fry's on a Sunday morning, and they didn't have a lot of people. And it was the um, at checking out, and the guy in front of me just started going off on these poor cashiers who were just serving customers, and he was yelling and screaming and hollering and they finally got a couple more cashiers and he went up to that cashier who just got there and he's screaming and yelling at her and I'm like this has nothing to do with what's happening in fries this has nothing to do with what's happening in this moment there's some other baggage that he's just dragging along and and just just wreaking havoc um, on other people's lives. And, and I was told that story. It had just happened. I told that story in my Saturday afternoon class. And there was a guy that used to um, come to that class who worked in retail. And he said it's he was on the receiving end of that many times. And it's it, the harm that is being caused. Even if you know it's not personal, receiving that stuff can be so painful. Um, so it's just this cycle that we just pass on, pass on, pass on. So when we pay attention, you know, um, so that's what I was saying. It comes out somewhere else. So we have to be willing to turn towards and face what's present, not protecting ourselves, not armoring ourselves. Because we armor ourselves from the, the suffering and we armor ourselves from the joy. Nothing gets in. We don't get to pick and choose. We keep it all out. And we don't get out. And we're just, And what that does is it fosters disconnection. We're not connected to others when we have this wall up. And connection is so important. We can tell right now because we're so disconnected physically from people how, how much we're missing connection or we can be missing connection. So we're, 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 when the, the ability to connect with others um, and be vulnerable is, is kind of diminished or taken away when we walk around um, behind a wall, I can speak from experience and it's not fun. And Bell Hooks says, when we drop fear, we draw nearer to people. We can draw nearer to the earth and all the heavenly creatures that surround us. So protecting ourselves from suffering doesn't do anything but being willing to drop the fear we actually draw nearer to others. And when the heart, this is not bell hooks, but when the heart is fully undefended, there is true liberation because we don't need anything to be other than the way it is. When we're undefended, we don't have to fight reality. And we always lose the fight with reality. Reality always wins. So if we're not fighting reality, when we're fully undefended, it's truly liberating. And it's a place of power. It's a real place of power to have that undefended heart, to live wholeheartedly and vulnerably, because you realize it's like, I don't have to run from anything. I can hold whatever shows up. I can hold whatever shows up. Um, and the way to do that is through this, this kindness, this compassion, through the heart practices. I was talking to a friend earlier, and she's been doing a lot of metta this month, a lot of loving kindness. She's been listening to a lot of, lot of metta meditations, a lot of dharma talks on metta. And she said one of the teachers, I think it was Aya 
Santachita from a local Vihara um, monastery up in Northern California talked about the power in metta. There's this tremendous power because you become infused with it when you practice it. And it's a beautiful place to be. I know when I am more compassionate with myself and part of this um, part of this journey of melting the walls is a journey of compassion towards ourselves because we are we have been hurt. We have been traumatized. We have that pain deep inside. So the way we sit with it is to bring compassion towards it. We bring compassion towards that pain. And the more I can be compassionate towards myself, the more I can be compassionate towards others. It seems really counterintuitive, but it's it's been my experience and I talk to other people and it's their experience. Because we, we when I'm compassionate towards myself and I allow myself to be human and um, fragile and vulnerable, there's a connection that I that I can make with other people. And this this reminds me of a, a sutta that um talks about this. It's one of my favorite suttas. It, it's the King Pasanadi and his wife Malika were sitting and talking and the king asked the queen, who in this world is most dear to you? And she thought about it for a moment and she said, I am most dear to me in this world. And I first time I heard that, I went, that's weird. But because that's, you know, why would I put myself, you know, that's not how we're taught. You know, we don't we we don't hold ourselves in in esteem as much as we hold others. And and so she said, I hold myself more dear than anyone. And she asked him and he said, I hold me more dear, most dear. And so later that afternoon, he went over to where the Buddha was staying and he talked to the Buddha and told the Buddha about this conversation. And the Buddha said, yep. That's right, and this is this is what the Buddha said. He said, searching in all directions with one's awareness, one finds no one dearer than oneself. In the same way, others are fiercely dear to themselves, so one should not hurt others if one loves oneself. So there's this, this place of equality that shows up. When we know that we are dear to ourselves and we allow others, we, uh, we allow that belief that others are also dear to themselves, how would we harm others? So we there, this, this place of compassion and kindness just kind of um, uh, grows almost naturally when you're doing this practice and when you're willing to face the greed and face the fear and face the, the greed, aversion and um, delusion, you know, and this is from one of Tanisaro Bhikkhu's books. And he says later on, he says, if you take your own self love seriously, you have to respect the self love of others. In this way, compassion is based not on a sense of your superiority to those who are suffering, but on a sense of mutual respect, a respect solidly based in your own self-interest. 
you have a self-interest and then you learned you you just naturally respect others the compassion you have for yourself spills out into compassion for others if you're stuffing down all this fear all this anger all this hatred all this delusion that's what's going to spill out because the pain and the hurt hasn't been tended to and when the pain hasn't been tended to and the hurt hasn't been tended to we can cause harm in so many ways we're caught in greed I need things to be a certain way so I'll be okay and I can't and, I, and you are all in my way the aversion you're all getting in my way of getting of, of me being okay or just delusion just not seeing what's real and what's not real so we get caught in those places and cause harm those are walls and to dissolve those walls and live on wholeheartedly Brene Brown calls it living wholeheartedly it's there's the liberation there there's the kindness there's the compassion there's the the generosity and there's the liberation it's really it's really quite extraordinary but extraordinary and it's a lot of hard work and we don't get it all at once sometimes there's a part of us that is totally free and totally un, um, un uh, hindered but then there are other pieces of us that are still like really wrapped tight and protected and that's normal too it's not like magic wand poof you got it all you know like in the olden days when the Buddha gave a Dharma talk and all 500 people became enlightened at once I don't think that's happening right now at least not in this zoom room I'm betting it's not, it's not gonna happen you know and I was talking to someone the other day I started working with this teacher and she was mentioning um, uh, something about rage and I'm like oh, I don't have that and then she started spend and then she started um, couching it in some terms and I went oh maybe there is rage. she separated it from anger but like she kind of pointed to a place of maybe you have some work to do over here the thing with our practice is it gets more and more and more subtle you know when we first come to practice we kind of um, clean away the things that are really causing big suffering in your face stuff you know really like ow this hurts this is really painful all the time and then clear that away get some healing around that and then it just gets deeper and more and more subtle and so that's the work that we just keep doing it you know we just keep sitting keep quieting down the mind keep making space for what's there to show up keep turning towards it with kindness and compassion ever so important ever so important so those are my thoughts on on why it's really important to even in this time of really challenge of great challenges um, to um, keep an intention to live with an undefended heart I think keeping an intention is really the key you may not be able to go there or do it or achieve it or whatever but just say you know what this is where I want to walk this is this this is the this is the direction I want to walk in um, uh, some days go better than others but that's okay so that's 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 what I try and do and and that's those are my thoughts on this
Thank you for visiting Undefended Dharma. These teachings are freely offered. However, if you would like to make a donation to help support the technology that makes these podcasts possible, please visit marystancavage.org backslash support. Thank you.